if your goal is to think like, oh, maybe this guy will like me if I lose weight, or maybe people will respect me more if I lose weight, or if you really think you're losing weight for other people too, like maybe your family, whatever, to elicit that reaction of, oh my God, you're so skinny, or if people will like you, like that's when you're just fighting a losing battle because losing weight will not make you happier in your body if you're not doing it for the right reasons and if you're doing it for outside validation. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan and I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. It's Christina and Ray. Ray, how's it going? How's your first... You said you'll give us the update this week about it actually being your first full week in New York City. That counts, you know? Yeah, this is like my first week that counts. And oh my God, I am thriving. And I felt this when I first came to New York, but I feel so in alignment and just, I have never felt like more in the right place at the right time. That's a, and it's that's just probably crazy. such a good feeling. It is such a good feeling. And I am thinking to myself, Christina, like, why did I stay in LA for so long? Of course, I like know why. Like I have so many people and it was like amazing, but whoa, the energy shift is so drastic. And just, I feel so like connected. And I know I'm sure like moving to a new city, I'm sure there's going to be ups and downs already. I'm already feeling like, okay, wait, I got to like say no to things and stay home because I'm exhausted. But I just feel so in the right place at the right time and, and in alignment. And it is kind of blowing my mind with how drastic I feel here compared to LA. What do you think is the the biggest change or the biggest feeling? And I know it's probably like in your bones, so it might be hard to articulate, but is it, because it doesn't feel like vacation ran, does it? No, this is like a little bit. I think here's the thing, no matter where you move, I think when you move, Mm -hmm. you are more motivated to put yourself out there and you're more inspired because you're in a new new environment. Everything's new. So you're feeling more inspired and you're not in your comfort zone. So you're naturally just putting yourself out. I think that happens no matter where you go. But I didn't feel like this, like when I've gone back to Denver, I thought about moving back to Denver. And again, maybe because I'm in my comfort zone, but I just feel, I can't even describe it. It's an energetic thing, just feeling very at peace and at home. And even like, I'm not in an apartment that I like. There's so many things where I think would really affect me. But right now it's just so many things are falling in line. I'm meeting so many people and I just feel very in alignment and it's more of like a feeling in my bones, like you said, than like, but it kind of is a specific thing. Like I ran into three people who I know on the internet in real life, people I've been meaning to connect with. And I just see them crossing the street, whatever. I'm like, oh my God, like Katie Storino, I ran into her today and I was like, hey, oh my gosh. And um, this happened three times. And then also I got asked out in person, which is the first time oh, and not shit. by like a home. Not by like a homeless or a guy dressed as Dracula at the event. Like this was real. 
And that has never happened to me. So just those are the tangible things if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's so exciting. And I do think yeah. it's so weird because everyone's like, oh, New York City is such a big city. There's so many people. It is the smallest city to me. Like you run into so many people every single time I'm in the city. I like randomly will be on a city bike. So I'll be like, Christina. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, I feel like every time you're here, you run into someone. Always, always. Like sometimes multiple people. Yeah. So that's so exciting. Oh, I'm, that makes me so happy for you. Yeah. Okay. But I need to hear about this. You did not tell me that you were going to an event with the Ashley Graham. I'm so jealous. Oh my gosh. <sighs> This was the best event other than our podcast, our live podcast, <laughs> obviously. Good. Clarify for the people. Let me clarify. This was the best event I have been to maybe ever or years. It was so incredibly empowering. Okay. So let me break it down for you. Um, Nick yeah, I need is to know. a brand, if you don't know, from Canada. And they started with like lingerie. They have like bras and underwears. They launched into swimsuits. They have some loungewear now too. They're such a great brand, all built on the idea of confidence and empowering women in their skin. Obviously that's what the Confident Collective is all about as well. So like we're just super aligned with them. But a lot of brands now are trying to become more inclusive, right? But I have never been to an event or seen a brand walk the walk and talk the talk and like you could feel it in the room and like Ooh. the founder like I get chills talking about it they just truly believe it like this brand was built on inspiring women to feel confident in their skin because the owner just was never confident growing up ever and it's just so authentic so this mm -hmm. event we go to a lot of events we're like very grateful and like lucky as influencers to do so this was not an influencer event this event was for the Knicks community they had over 2,000 women apply to be part of this confidence tour and to go to this event they ended up choosing 28 people and let 28 people bring a guest and what they did for them is they outfitted everyone in like a bra and an underwear and a robe with and slippers. They had like a professional photographer there to help do photo shoots. And they had a makeup artist and hairstylist to like do everyone's hair and makeup. And they had a full blown runway and everyone walked the runway in their underwear and everyone who was there just cheered them on. And you introduced your friend that you brought with you. And it was just so empowering. Also, Ashley Graham was the co-host. Uh, like I shouldn't leave that out which was so cool. She was so amazing. I like got some like really good one-on-one -on -one time. My friend who I went to the event with, like as we introduced each other, she was like, and here's Christina. Like she's about to be a mom of two, which was really funny because everyone thought I was having twins. So then like, <laughs> she's about to be <laughs> And I was like, oh yeah, I can, did it kind of sound like that? But then Ashley like started talking to me about like being a mom and like how I feel like going from one to two kid to two kid. And it was like, so nice to have that one-on-one -on -one time with her. And she gave me really great advice yeah. too. Overall, the event was just so inspiring. And I was like reinvigorated. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like I want to be in rooms with people like this. Like I want to lift people up the way yes. like, this brand is lifting people up. Anyways, I like, yes. was so emotional about it. Wait. It was so cool. And also randomly, this girl comes up to me. She was like, are you from Edison? And I'm like, yeah. And she went to my high school. She was like, in my sister's grade, she just moved out to oh LA. Oh my God. Yeah, how funny, like so random. Wow, what a cool thing from the universe. I have chills just listening to you talk about that. And you know what's so funny? Our very first meeting of the Confident Collective, we talked about doing this, that's something like that. This is exactly what we've been wanting to do. And I feel like for the Confident Collective, we need to do our own version of this. 
Yeah, no, I'm like getting really hyped. I'm like, wait, we should do something like this. Dude, it was that sounds incredible. It was so, so good. And I'll I met the founder, which I guess I'll just get into because this will lead into my obsessed story. Yeah, please do. I'm like hyped about this. The founder, Joanna, is super, super nice. She's been following me on Instagram for like the longest time. We've been following each other. And she was like, came up to me, we were talking and you know how like, sometimes you're like, oh, this person like doesn't actually know who I am, but she was so sweet. She was like, how is New York? How is the show? She's like, when are you doing? Like she knew like everything about me. So which is just cool that like she's invested in the people she wants to bring to her community as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you guys going to move? Of course, like the old the, the the age of people are going to get start getting sick of us talking about this. I don't give a <laughs> shit. This is my life. Anyways, I just need you to move here. But anyway, continue. So I was telling her like, you know, my reservations by how I think that now like we are actually going to like move back east. And I was like, you know what? Have you ever lived away? And she was like, yeah, I actually she's from Toronto. She's like, I lived in Paris for 10 years. And she's like, and then I was going to move to L.A. But then I wanted to create Nick's. And I decided to move back to Toronto because to be honest with you, I just needed the support. Like I needed my family nearby. I needed like all hands on deck to like create this brand. And I was like, that's so interesting. I was like, cause part of me just felt like when I was home, like having that support and having those people there was so empowering to me. And I was like, you know what though? Sometimes I was like, were you, did you ever feel like you were maybe like settling going back home? Because I feel like that's something like for me that like gets in my head a little bit. I'm like, am I settling? Like, am I taking mm-hmm. steps backward? I get that. And she was like, no, because listen, she, she was like, when you're living home, you can see the world. And when you're away, you're always going home. And I'm not even kidding you. When she said that to me, it like gave me chills. I'm going to repeat it. When you're living home, you can see the world. But when you're away, you're always going home. And like for me, for the past several years, like we spend like at least three months of our year almost back in New Jersey Mm -hmm. visiting the family. And I was like, oh my gosh, like imagine if we were home and we could spend that time going other places and exploring and doing things without feeling like that guilt or like that pressure to like not go home. Anyways, it just like sealed wow. the deal for me. It was so empowering. I was like, she like said it and it like spoke to me. Like I felt it like in my blood, in my veins. I was like, don't cry. You crazy bitch. Don't cry right now. Don't get it. But it felt <laughs> I real, can real picture good. you right now. Yeah. So it was just like so exciting. And my friend Alyssa came with me who just moved here from New York. So she was like, oh my gosh, she was like that that spoke to me too. And I was like, I know it was really empowering. So that's kind of what I'm obsessed with. Like that idea of that shift in perspective, I guess. Yeah. Like not feeling like you're settling, but to choosing something else for a different purpose in a way. Wow. This event sounds so incredible. It sounds (laughs) like a big universe day that was like, Christina, this is, these are some things that we've been putting in your life right now. Literally. It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my little update and obsessed with, but I love that. Well, my obsessed with is, man, I feel like my obsessed with is lame. I like don't I want to like stay on this high. <laughs> no, um, I'm excited to hear <laughs> your obsessed with. I asked Rayanne to tell me about her first date story the other day. And she's like, I'm just going to wait to tell you on the podcast. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I know. I, but I just wanted you to hear it here first. So we get your genuine Reaction. I don't want you to think about it too much. Okay. 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 So before we get into the episode, I'll share with my little obsessed. Okay. So I went on a first date the other night and he is really cute. How'd you um, meet him? Super bumble. Okay. 
super smart, very like seems very emotionally like intelligent. It comes from a good family. Like he's close with his family. He like talked about how his dad is like just so obsessed with his mom and how it like really set for that. And I was like, oh, perfect. Like I want someone to be obsessed with me, whatever. Anyway, all these things, but it was just such a good date. He took me to this amazing like restaurant. The food was awesome. We had so much fun. Like our humor, we really like great, but I had no like attraction no sexual chemistry no chemistry okay hmm. and i've asked you thought he was people physically in- cute like physically were- he is cute yeah like yeah, he's handsome but like i don't know what it is i have no but i've had this with a few other guys too like objectively they are very attractive and i told my friend i was like maybe it's because they treat me well that i'm fucked in the head and i only because here's the thing most of the time with guys i've dated there is an initial like fire spark and i think there are different ways of i think there are different types of love like sometimes it's very intense but other times it's like very like not so intense anyway i always go for when there's that really intense chemistry and big spark and so I asked a lot of people, I was like, do you think there needs to be like an initial like spark? And everyone has a very strong opinion about it. And I want to know what your opinion is, Christina. I, that's hard because I feel like the initial spark can come is like different for different people. I think it can come. I think you, I think it can come. I think that like chemistry can be built. It can grow. Yeah. I think that can grow for sure. I think it can grow because okay. you might be just like kind of getting in your head and overthinking things. Do you know what I mean? No, I. And maybe he yeah, was. I, and like, maybe he wasn't like, I think overall, yes, I think that chemistry can grow. I think yeah, if you go okay. on to a second date and like you guys like hook up or whatever and you don't feel anything, then maybe that's like a different story or a third date or whatever. Yeah. But I yeah. don't think that you should just be like, mm, there was nothing there. Especially when okay. he checks every other box. Well, not every other box. Let's get real. You can't check every box okay, on well, one date. You just date. made him sound like he checked many boxes. <laughs> Well, he did check many boxes. Mm-hmm. He did. There was like, but I think too, like I didn't fully, you can't fully know someone after a first date, but basically I sent him a text the next day and I was like, Hey, it was so great to to meet you. To be honest, I'm just getting like friend vibes. And then he came back with a really funny joke because at dinner, he was like, do you mind if I order for us? Like, I love this place. So I want to try stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I like everything except olives. And he's like, Oh, I like everything except for raisins. Anyway, I sent him the text and I was like, I just kind of get friend vibes. And he's like, it's because I don't like raisins, isn't it? And I was like, oh my God, this kind of made me like him. I was yeah, like, okay. he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. And so then we had some banter and he was like, okay, I, I want to respect your boundaries, but I'm sensing some hesitation here. I would love to take you out for drinks again and see how it goes. So I was like, wow, okay, this is strange for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So we go out again. And again, have a great time, but I just have zero desire to the zero physical chemistry mm. with him. So well, you're obviously not that I, physically attracted to him then. Yeah. I, so I think I'm going to have to bow out. But I was like, I generally would be his friend. And th- me coming from like not having guy friends, like I would. Like I was like, he's actually cool. But then I feel like that's me kind of taking advantage of him. Not taking advantage. I don't know. No, actually that's kind of fucked up. There should I should be able to have guy friends, but yeah. I know he likes me. But anyway, anywho, everyone had a very strong opinion on if the spark can grow. And I do think it can, but I think there has to be a little something there at the beginning. And I think it does depend on different people. But I feel like 
I have, a, I get a pretty good read on people. Like initially, like when I first meet them, I kind of know if we're going to vibe and this is like men, women, whatever. So that was what I was really obsessing with over this week was if I go on a second date and I did. Do you? And well, I think it's friend vibes. Okay. Well, I think that's great that you went on the second date though, because then you know, for sure. Do you know what I mean? I feel like after a second date, yeah. then you could tell a little bit more. Yeah. I just feel like there's people who have incredible lifelong relationships and marriages that are literally like arranged marriage and there's like no spark to begin with. And like that grows, like that love, that chemistry grows over time. That's just like one example of how I think it can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my friend Alyssa sent me this thing and she, it was, uh, can you send me a photo of this guy? Yeah. He's like kind of skater boy looking with a mustache. I like how you just like warned me a little bit about, about him before. What did I warn about? I don't know. I'm just like, a little disclaimer of what he looks like before you send him over. Skater boy oh, with a mustache um, sounds like cute. Skater boy with a mustache. He's cute. Like, and he's taller than me. So like, it's not even that. I can't even use that as an excuse. Can you see? Oh yeah. He's cute. He's cute. I, I can't see him as your type. But the thing is, I'm really trying to not just go for my usual type. But that's definitely not I'm your really- usual type. It's definitely not my usual type. And I'm really trying to be super open because I think that's the best thing that you can be is open to all different types of people. And and I'm proud of myself for going on two dates. And um, he's a great guy, honestly. If anyone likes skater boys with mustaches, he is a bit younger. He's 26. Let me know. I'll connect you if you're in New York City. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure there's some people Perfect. you can connect him with. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, should we get into today's episode? I think we should. I'm really excited to talk about all this. Me too. And it kind of is ties into the, I mean, Nick's event and gives me some hope for what we're going to talk about today. I've been noticing things over the last few months that have been kind of affecting me and making me think like, what's going on within when we're talking about body inclusivity. And I think the latest one we saw was that New York Times post headline that said, bye bye booty, heroin chic is back. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was satire when I first saw it. Well, yeah, first of all, it was the New York Post, just FYI, because we'll link it in. Sorry, New York Post. We'll link it into the show notes. Yeah, even looked because I'm really trying to be a better fact checker for this podcast. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, so this headline and just this article was kind of shared everywhere. And it kind of like, for me, echoed what I've been seeing over the past year and more specifically over the past several months. And in the article, it pretty much is just saying that like, it's calling out all the fashion trends, it's calling out celebrities and how this ideal body that was like this curvy ideal body that we've seen over the past decade almost, right? Wouldn't you say? is now shifting and you're seeing that through fashion you're seeing that through celebrities through models and that this skinny prototype that was that of like the 80s 90s early 2000s seems to be back in and a lot of people on social media were outraged by it because it's like no like we are digressing like this is not it like stop trying to make heroin chic first of all the fact that like that's that's even a body type that is aspirational to people like the term heroin chic is like so wrong there's, there's so many there's nothing chic about doing heroin it's just like so bad so anyways like what were your overall thoughts when you saw the article 
Well, number one, I thought it was satire because I was like, holy shit, like that's a headline. That's crazy. And it also, yeah, just kind of clicked in my head. Some like conversations I've been having recently and things I've been seeing that I'm thinking, whoa, maybe this is bigger than I thought. I think one thing I had a conversation with was Kardashians, love them or hate them, whatever. You're going to see them in your time, in your, in your, your news, whatever. And seeing like specifically Kim and Chloe, their body types changing very drastically in the last year. Mm. It has like, I I was talking to my friend Hannah about it because we both watched the Kardashians and I've caught myself having like certain thoughts like, oh my gosh, her arm looks so thin. And then like, I see mine and I'm like, oh my God, like having those really kind of old thoughts I haven't had in a while because I haven't been surrounding myself with images of super, super thin women. And now I feel like I'm seeing that more and I'm just noticing that then I'm comparing myself to that. And it kind of just clicked in my head, all of these other instances. And I'm like, whoa, maybe this is a bigger thing. And my second thought was we can't go we can't go back (laughs) we can't go back I feel like we're just now like starting to gain momentum and even with like influencer brand trips I might have checked talk about this the other day I was like I'm really sad that this thing is already over before it had the chance to be inclusive yeah because influencer brand trips there's like never anyone that that's like over a certain size yeah and I forget about like other diversity, but like even body diversity, there's no body diversity. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it it made me realize like, okay, this actually, I think is this, this, I don't think thin was ever out. Thin was never because, but then again, it's like, we get, we can get into how we have created, our world has created body types into trends. And it's like, this is not a trend, but we follow it like trends with like the big booties out heroin chic is in like we're talking about human beings bodies like that just makes me if you really think about it it's like we're talking about it like shoes or handbags or something it's like really fucked up yeah psa bodies are not trends your body is they're not, not trends. trends i think for me actually it's interesting that you bring up the kardashians because i think that is when i started to first notice this shift. And I think it was when Kim lost a bunch of weight to fit into Marilyn's dress for the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. And I think that was it. And for me, this kind of like ties into like, okay, I don't think that celebrities and influencers should be responsible for how we feel about ourselves. But Mm -hmm. there is, but then at the same time, I contradict myself because I do feel like I'm sorry, like, even though they act like they had no work done, there's like no way your body can shift that much. Like the Kardashians like definitely have had something done to like their bodies to make them like curvier at certain points and then had that removed. Like, unfortunately, like, I don't know exactly what it is because they don't admit it, but there's tons of videos you can find to show how their bodies have been altered and also through Photoshop throughout the years as well. So I'm like, okay, well, I should you know how you were saying, like seeing their, their arms being thin and then comparing it to yourselves. Like, I don't think that's like on them to like, make you feel good about yourself. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, there is like a certain amount of influence there. And there is a certain amount of responsibility to be at least honest with what is happening. And that for me, and like, without that transparency, it's very, very frustrating to see, especially when now people 
when they are like the biggest influencers in the entire world. And now we're seeing this shift back to something that isn't necessarily like healthy, like heroin chic is not healthy. Right. And I think too, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I don't think you someone who is in a thinner body, whatever, it shouldn't be responsible for yeah, how I feel, right? That's not Kim's fault. But then there is a line of exactly what you're saying. I think there has to be responsibility and accountability for transparency because like, even this makes me think of the, we've seen the Mew Mew skirt everywhere this year. It was like, the item very embracing the 90s 2000s fashion of the low rise mimi skirt and when i saw it on paloma alcesser who is style icon goddess incredible curve model and let's say paloma is also mid-size she's not like fully plus size i was like oh my gosh how cool is this this is amazing and a lot of people would probably think that and wow how amazing like mimi you know is using a curve model that skirt was custom made for Paloma. They don't make it in that size. Mm-hmm. It's so fake and like doesn't have, just like you said, the difference between like Nyx, who's like living, breathing this. This brand is basically putting on a facade. And I think a lot of brands do this of inclusivity when really below the surface, there's actually nothing to back it up. You're going to put it on a curve model but you don't even carry the size That's a custom made skirt for the shoot. But most of the population who sees that is going to think, oh, wow, look at that. When really there's no substance behind it. No substance at all. It's like so completely, it's like phony marketing. But then do you Mm -hmm. think, because like, I know we love Paloma, but do you think there's like some accountability for on Paloma's end for wearing something that and advertising something that doesn't even exist for people who look up to her? That's a good question. Like, should she have said like, hey, FYI, this was custom made for the shoot? Yeah. Or like, like to the brand, like, hey, like, I obviously want to work with you, like dream brand work with Mew Mew. But can we also actually make this for people who follow me and who are my size? You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like she's like one of the biggest curve models and I guess curvy influencers in the world. Like she has some authority to like make a change. You know what I mean? So I just, I hope that there's more of those conversations being held, you know? And I think they're probably like, there's, we don't know what happens, like obviously behind like closed doors or what conversations are being had. And she was one of the, I mean, Meow right now is one of the only really cool brands that I've seen kind of those like Instagram, super cool, doing really interesting things that have become truly size inclusive and Paloma kind of the one behind that. Totally. So it's, yeah, I don't think you can put it on one person for sure. No, I but that's interesting. I, I didn't think about like her responsibility with it. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like maybe she, maybe people don't think she has any responsibility. I don't know how I feel about it, but I do feel like, yeah. Cause like if it were me in that position would like, fuck yeah, I'd want to model for Mew Mew and rock that and show people like how someone my size can look in that skirt. But I do think that having, if we're talking about the transparency, like it would be cool to be like, asterisk, yeah. this is custom made for me. Hopefully. Right. And I mean, because I do think like because the positive of that, like that image of her really circulated a lot. And I loved seeing like someone with not a flat stomach wearing something low rise. So I think that it still had a positive impact. But like you said, there was still like just that missing like what if that was in the article or whatever. I don't even know how they could do it. But I still do think it's like every decision, there's going to be pros and cons. And I do think in that case, it was pretty cool to see. And maybe that's where 
her head was at with doing this. We'll never know. Yeah. I definitely think a lot about this when I'm getting dressed. And I had a lot of these conversations when I was back home with my family because as you guys know, like growing up in my culture, just like thin was what you always wanted to be and like talked about. And I think a lot about this as I'm getting dressed now and with like the content that I create. And I feel like there's still this pressure for people, whether they're super confident in their bodies or accept their bodies or not, to dress to look thinner, even if Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily want to change their bodies. You know what I mean? And so like I've been wearing the same jeans for like the past like three or four months. They're these like good American jeans. I post about them all the time. One, they are huge. They're like five sizes too big on me. <laughs> like I, I wore them actually last night to the Knicks event. No surprise. And I was like, shoot. I was like, thank goodness I had to change it because I couldn't walk around without holding them up. But these jeans like do not make me look thinner at all. If anything, I would say they like add bulk to me because they're so baggy and I don't care because to me, like my goal is to not like, I don't have a goal to like dress, to look thinner, Mm -hmm. a goal to like wear things that make me confident and like feel cool and like inspire me in some sort of way. And mostly like, just like for comfort wherever I'm going. And I think that's like something that we have to remind ourselves when we think about like our bodies as trends and getting like into the holiday season or just like dressing every single day that you don't have to, you don't have to like dress to look thinner. You don't have to like Mm -hmm. work out to lose weight. You don't have to do certain things because that's how people make you feel like you should or what you should be doing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's so much more fun too with fashion and you feel more confident when you let go of that because I mean, yeah, those pants were like huge, but you influenced me to get them. And now I wear them all the time. <laughs> and even today I was like, I'm wearing this huge baggy button down. And I was like, Oh, do I kind of, I was like, hey, this little across my mind. I was like, Oh, maybe I should wear like a fitted shirt to like show my body. And then I was like, but I feel cool in this, like the big and baggy and like I'm fucking comfortable too. But I'm like, I feel cool. And I think honestly, seeing people like you like rock your baggy jeans and not focusing on that. Like seeing people like you and other girls in our industry doing the same has helped me feel that way. And I think it just uh, trickles down and more people will kind of let go of like, Oh, I have to wear this to be, to look thin. Cause I think for a long time, like curvy girls would also always gravitate towards the body con or whatever, because you had to show your curves or belt it to show your curves or whatever. And there was, it's so ingrained, but I do think the more like we post about it, we talk about it and you girls out there just wear what makes you feel good. Other girls are going to see that other women are going to see that. And honestly, it's going to have a bigger impact than you think just by living it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, if you feel a pressure to be thin or pressure to look thinner than you maybe are, you really have to have like that internal dialogue and ask yourself, why, Mm -hmm. why is that? Is it because you truly are unhappy with how you are? And like, you think that like being thinner or looking thinner will change that? Because if so, like if you're really unhappy, then you do what you need to do to like make yourself feel confident in your skin. But if you're feeling like you need to be thin or you need to change your body or look a certain way because of other people or because of societal pressures, that's when you need to be like, you you need to have that confidence in yourself to be like, wait a minute, like I'm living my life for me and no one else. And I shouldn't be influenced by like the negativity I hear out in the world. Because like 
everyone needs to remind themselves that they are an influencer and that they have power over themselves and over the other people in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. Like asking yourself why one thing I want to say is that it's like different. I think like Christina, you and I truly believe in living like a healthy life and that's going to look like different for everybody. But you know, if you have like aches, pains or whatever, and things like you want to like get healthier and get fitter. Okay, cool. But like, if you're, goal is to be think like, oh, maybe this guy will like me if I lose weight or maybe people will respect me more if I lose weight or think if you really think you're losing weight for other people too, like maybe your family, whatever, to elicit that reaction of, oh my God, you're so skinny. Or if people will like you, like that's when you're just fighting a losing battle. I remember looking back on pictures of myself recently, um, going back for the slideshow for our live event and photos of me from high school. You guys, I, during that time in my life, I could not have felt bigger, worse about myself. I felt like I was the biggest human being to ever walk this earth. So I would just call myself fat, disgusting, blah, blah, blah. I'm probably 30 pounds heavier now. And I'm so much more confident, like, and your value again, like when you work on this, those two things are not tied together. And that's like literally proof losing weight will not make you happier in your body. If you're not doing it for the right reasons. And if you're doing it for outside validation, literally the exact same experience. I can't echo that enough. When we were going, when I was going through pictures too, I was like, wait a minute, like, how did I, like, did I have body dysmorphia? Like, how was I so confused? Cause like, I know how I felt during that time. And again, I'm like probably 30, 40 pounds heavier right now too. And I was so insecure in my body. And again, I've never felt more confident. I'm like, this is the biggest I've ever been. And being thin doesn't make you happy or more confident. And even when I Mm -hmm. lost like a bunch of weight after college, I went from like a size 12, 14 to like a size four. And there were times where I felt really great about myself. And I was, and when I look back on it, I felt great because I set a goal for myself and I achieved like a certain goal that I wanted to. And I was like excited about that. And like, I was just in a really, like really into health and fitness at the time. But I went Mm -hmm. on a vacation during that time when I was the thinnest I've ever been to Costa Rica. And there is one bikini photo of me in there where I'm hiding my stomach with my hands because I was so embarrassed that even though I lost all this weight, I still had like this little pooch of a stomach. And now looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? So it really Mm -hmm. is just all about how you feel. Being confident is such a mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think this is especially good to remember as we're going into like Thanksgiving is next week, going into the holidays. There is, I feel like sometimes pressure I mean, in my case, I don't have family pressure in that way, but I used to always think like, oh, I'm going home soon. I need to lose weight because I don't know why other people I'm going to see people I haven't seen in a while. And if they are going to see, oh, I've gained weight. Like I always just felt this pressure before I went home to, to lose weight. And I think I just want to remind people that you don't need to, you don't need to do that this year. Absolutely. You don't need to do or that. Any year. And yeah, exactly. I think that I remember like growing up, it's like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, like everyone goes out to like the bars or whatever, like in their yeah. hometowns and like see people from high school and stuff like that. People you don't give a shit about. 
Okay. People you haven't spoken to in like a decade. Like you literally don't care. Like, why are you trying to impress them? So I think that I couldn't agree. You don't have to lose weight to go home. And also like, you shouldn't feel pressure to not fill your plate up with food if that's what you want to do. Or to like go for seconds Mm -hmm. to like hide what you're eating. Because I know a lot of people feel like that. They feel pressure from their families that they're being judged by what they're eating. Meanwhile, every single person there at the table has the exact same food in their plate. But for some reason, if you have that certain dynamic, it just hits different. And I just hope that you know you don't have to feel that pressure. And I think if you do have like family pressure in a situation where that's there's like a lot of talk around like, oh, I'm going to be bad and have a second kind of like old mentality talk or I don't know, God forbid you have a mom who or dad who will say comments about your weight. Like I I know that's a thing as well. Like don't forget, and I know it's hard and scary, but like you have the power to be the change in your family too. And I know maybe I can't say this because I haven't had to experience that, but like I just want you to know that like stand up for yourself. And if you need to send us a DM and be like, this sucks, like I have to deal with this, but like I I stood up for myself. Like we're here for you. Um because you have the power to like be the change in your family too, or in whatever group you're going to see this holiday. 100%. I feel like on that, we need to end and get into our ask away because it falls into this same sort of category. Yeah, let's do it. All right, everyone. It is time for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. You guys, we have Drea here from Charlotte, North Carolina. I love having the city and state that you're from too. I feel like that gets us to know you a little bit better. But Drea, let us know what your question is for today. And hopefully we can give you some words of wisdom and some advice. Great. And super excited to be here. So I am a bride-to-be. I'm getting married next year. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Long time coming. (laughs) I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years. So, or I should say fiance. Oops, Mm -hmm. I messed up already. So with my fiance for about five years and really excited getting into all the wedding stuff. But of course it comes with a lot of questions related to what my wedding dress is going to look like, what I'm planning on doing, what kind of diet am I going to be doing to prepare for my wedding? And that just is adding so much pressure to everything that's really exciting, right? Like there should be a lot of happy things that I should be focusing on. And my family wants to really dive into, okay, what are we going to do to be the most skinniest you can be for this wedding? And Mm. Christina, I think I can relate to you. So my family's Cuban related to like food and dieting is really huge in our culture, but quite honestly, like our body types are very thick. So even if I tried to be at my skinniest weight, like I pretty much have to not eat to get there. So it's really disappointing that my family that I should be leaning on to kind of be supporting me during this time is kind of making me feel like I can't look my best by just looking like how I am today. So I'd love to hear from you all, like some advice on how to approach those conversations with family or just, cause I'm at the point of just, I'll just avoid you all together if I have to. <laughs> so definitely want to hear from you too. And again, really appreciative of being here today. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you. Congratulations again. That'll be so much fun. Planning a wedding is really exciting. And it's so funny. There's like such a cultural element around food. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. I feel like we're all the same. I had this exact same scenario happen to me. And the thing is, 
everyone who's commenting on your body or commenting on like losing weight, they're thinking the same thing about themselves, right? They're projecting how they feel about themselves onto you. So honestly, I think that the most important thing is like you telling them and really vocalizing like, you know what? Like I actually don't want to diet. I feel amazing. And I'm my fiance has been with me for five years. They know exactly how I look. They propose to me this way. And I don't feel like I need to change for them for my wedding. And I don't need to change for myself. And I hope that's okay with you. You can do whatever you want with your body and your diet. But honestly, I'm good. Like I feel really great about it. And hopefully, um, when they come with you dress shopping or whatever, you just have to continue echoing that. And it's so Mm -hmm. easy to get defensive and mad and like shut people out. And I've like quite literally pretty much like have told my family like F you before, like, you know what I mean? So I've been in that boat as well. But the truth is like, if you haven't done that and if you haven't vocalized, like I actually feel great, I don't wanna lose weight for my wedding, then they might be thinking you're feeling the same way. So it's up Mm -hmm. to you to like educate them about how you feel and then block out the noise. Like if you've already done that and they're not respecting it anymore. And I think that like, that'll come to like finding a dress, right? Mm -hmm. I think you have to continue to vocalize. And I say this with my family all the time too. And they've gotten so much better about speaking to me and about my size or weight. But I always have to say like, just so you know, like my ultimate goal is to not find an outfit that makes me look skinniest. Mm-hmm. because I even say that too. Like when I was just home, we were trying to find a dress for a wedding and it's like, oh, this is more flattering. I'm like, yeah, but this is cooler. Like I feel cooler. I feel mm-hmm. more comfortable in this. So again, I think you have to continue to echo how you want to feel. Like is your main goal to look like, I don't know, a princess? Like, do you want a dress that's super voluminous? But like, maybe they'll think that like, will add more volume to your body. Well, you let them know, like, this is how you want to look. This is how you want to feel. And what matters most on your wedding day is that you're happy. Yeah, that's really great advice. And outside of that too, like, I'll also hear from my family members, like they're trying to lose weight and that can be really triggering as well. Do you just recommend like blocking out the noise? Cause it's really just on them because that's also adding stress to me. Like they're frustrated with how they feel and they feel as though this is the event that they have to like work towards. I think, Oh, it's so interesting because I actually just had a very similar conversation. One of my good friends just got married and her mom is such a character. I love her, but she was like, Ryan, for the last year, all I've been doing is planning this wedding and going to the gym because she was so so stressed about wanting to look back at these photos and feel good and feel confident and feel and sadly for a lot of women especially women who are mom's age or grandmother's age to them that equals skinny that equals thin Mm -hmm. and so I think like echoing a little bit what Christina said you have such an opportunity to just lead by example here and to say Like my, I want to feel confident on my wedding day and I feel confident right now. I don't feel like I need to lose weight. And I think that honestly will kind of be a shock if someone, if you're having a conversation with someone, it's like that scene from Mean Girls and they're all sitting around like, oh, this, I want to change this. I want to change this. If you're with your family and everyone is saying they want to lose weight or lose this. If you just say, you know what? I'm really excited because I feel confident in my body. And I feel like I look really good and I'm really excited to, to, to feel this way on my wedding day. I think that'll kind of be like a, whoa, like you're leading by example Mm -hmm. that you don't have to be skinny 
to feel good on on this big day. But that is hard that it's now all this conversation is around this when there's so much more as you're starting this like next big adventure in your life. But I just think you have a really great opportunity here to just lead a little bit by example and like subtly and maybe not so subtly steer those conversations if you feel comfortable doing so. I don't know your family dynamic, but Mm -hmm. just speaking to you for the last two minutes, I can tell you are so confident and very like, I'm not worried about you, to be honest. I'm like, you are so confident. And I feel like you have this really cool opportunity to teach the other women in your family, especially our moms and grandmothers and whoever else aunts, a different way to see themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great to like hear your perspectives. And I think it is something that I've thought of just like kind of point out what I've been doing because I'm the type of like, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. So I'm at the gym four times a week lifting weights because that's for my health. I'm not doing it to be skinny. I'm eating healthy to like nourish my body. So sometimes I'm like, who are you to tell me about losing weight when I feel like I'm doing the things that are good for my mind and my body. And hopefully I can lead by example, but maybe I just need to continue to voice it. And then if it gets to a point, I probably have to be like, this is enough because it is getting a lot. (laughs) And also like know that Honestly, it's okay. Like for everyone else to do whatever they want to do. Like for me, I've like had to realize, like I had to stop trying to like fight and tell other people, like you don't need to lose weight because it's like, if they want to lose weight and that is what's going to make them happiest, Mm -hmm. like then who am I to tell them like what they should do with their body too. It's just when their opinions about themselves start to rub off and affect Mm -hmm. you. So as long as they stay in their lane and just let them know that, and then just like encourage them, like, just so you know, like all I care about on this day is that we have like the most fun together and create like the best memories. And I don't want like how we look or like our bodies or like if we don't hit a certain weight goal to like stress us out, you know what I mean? And I think once you just voice that and continue to do so, it'll be okay too. And if you just have to block them out, sometimes you have to block them out and it's annoying, but it's not, you, you, you do what you can and you try to lead by example up to a certain point. And after that, you kind of just like have to let uh, protect your own energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's really hard to find your voice in like planning for the wedding to protect your energy because there's all these outside factors coming in. But I think that's really what's going to give me peace is my energy with my fiance. And like, it is our wedding day. So Mm -hmm. this has been super helpful. Oh, God. We're so excited for you. You have to send us a photo. (laughs) Like it would say you're wearing. By the way, I already picked my dress. So, um, yes. And I'm curvy and my fiance loves that about me. So my dress is a representation of that. And for me to quote unquote, lose weight, it's going to take away from that. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, but do want to try to like find a good place where I can just be strong enough to like say what I have to say to my family. Yeah. And remember to come with compassion, not aggression. Right. I have to tell myself that. that. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell myself that all the time. Like, stop. I'm like, you're being such a bitch. You're being such a bitch. Just like try and be nicer. But it's important to try. Agreed. Agreed. We want us to try to make everyone happy still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, you can pull the bride card and be like, guys, this is my wedding. I love you all so much. I just want to enjoy this day and all this talk about diets and losing weight. It is really affecting me mentally. And I just want to enjoy this. And I just want to, I feel good. And you know what? Respectfully, can we just like, if you guys want to have those conversations, cool. But for me, pulling the bride card, 
I don't want to want to have those conversations and then just move on. Great point. Because, yeah. So I'm so excited for you. We need to see photos. It's in June. In June. Yes. June. Oh my gosh. And congratulations. This is so exciting. What a amazing chapter you're entering into. And honestly, I hope you and your family have the best time and Same. everyone you feels will. good. And I yes, a Cuban wedding. That sounds so fun. Yeah, That sounds so fun. Yeah, I'm Cuban and he's not. So it'll be a mix of both. It'll be interesting because he's from like a small town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I've already told him to warn his family. There's certain expectations that come with the Cuban wedding. So but it'll be all good. <laughs> yeah, he'll love it. And they will too. It might be a little oh, yeah. bit of a culture shock, but in the best way. Yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations Amazing. again, Drea. And thank you so much. Send us photos of your dress and we can't wait to see you. And I hope you have the best big day ever. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, Drea. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.